Check mic one. Check mic two. Mic number three. Check mic four. All right, guys, uh, we're good. Hey, um, Brad? Yeah, what's up? So I need you to do me a favor. I need you to check your email, check your phone, and check your facts. Uh, doesn't matter what order, they all say the same thing. We fucking hate you for making us watch this movie. I'm so mad at you right now. You're like, welcome. words cannot describe, like, how badly I just want to punch you in the dick. Okay, but in <laughs> retrospect, that ending, though? That ending. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please silence your cell phones and kindly shut up for our feature presentation. Shut the fuck up! Get around now, there's no time to lose. Welcome to Brews and Reviews, the podcast that is already two beers in, and for the first time ever, is combining the world of horror, cinema, and a legitimate excuse to get drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. Is this where we splice in German music? I, I mean, I can try to find some. <laughs> and by German, don't you hear the music? And by German music, I mean DJ OT. <laughs> <laughs> We can we can try. We can try. But yeah, it's Oktoberfest, so this is the instead of two episodes this month, we get Fear. It's our horror film month. Oof. Can't wait to drink. Yeah, and we're celebrate gonna celebrate the wonderful history of German folklore and German customs and German culture. Yeah, right? uh, it's gonna I be mean, great. I mean I love German just, beer. It's I mean some it's good shit. I mean it's mostly mm-hmm. just a legitimate excuse for us to get more drunk than we already are. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Says the DD. <laughs> but, uh, but as usual, my name is Avery. I'm your DD for this episode, and my co-hosts are gentlemen. Please introduce yourselves. I have to. Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, my name is Buddy Hollywood. Uh, anonymously reporting from the halls of Hollywood, or just more like all in our house and upset. But yeah, you know, we're here. Not working, but we're here. <laughs> it's Chris. I do things. I'm mad at Brad this week, but um, yeah. Does look great here, though. It's great here. Oh man, uh, I finally figured out the Skype thing where the background. Yeah, so, like, it's great. Just, it really so just accentuates my hair. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it does. It looks like just walked out of Fallout, but also like <laughs> hair hair cuttery or something. <laughs> what did Brad say? I'm like the redneck in Unasha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a pity there's only a pod, but ju- just know, just Fabio is shooketh. Okay, just so uh, I'm I'm Brad. I am notorious for liking shitty movies, which is why I recommended mm-hmm. the one that we watched uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, throughout the podcast, you will hear this noise, and every time you hear that noise, that means that I have opened another beer. What uh, if someone else opens a beer? Do we still get that noise? Uh, I I can't I don't have your audio key. I don't know when you open a new beer I I can't help oh, you you'll find just, out yeah just, <laughs> I'll say Brad I'm opening another beer and that's when you just right, every every time open this every time Chris opens a beer I'm gonna make a shotgun noise every that time is actually, that every is time drink, I'm gonna drink faster now yes every time <laughs> opens <Buddy>. a beer <laughs> oh shit 
Hey, the good thing is I can do the noises. That was my dolphin recommendation. Noises. You're just going to have a weird, like, stuff folder on your computer of just, like, weird noises. Yeah. And, like, your every girlfriend's going to ask you about them. <laughs> every hey, time, buddy. Hey, hey, remember my stuff folder? I'll let's, find let, I'll Let's find not it. talk about that. So, by the way, speaking of beer, guys. Uh, it's uh, free. By the way, speaking of beer, guys, um, Chris, what are you drinking? I am drinking my favorite cheap beer and my go-to gig beer back before pre-COVID life when I used to gig all the time. And that'd be a Shiner Blonde because it's tasty, it's light, refreshing on a nice hot summer day. And I'm drinking a Shiner, so I'm representing the great state of Texas. Awesome. I mean, maybe not great right now as of the recording of this, but I mean... Texas in general kicks ass. It does. It does. I do miss it. I don't exactly miss the heat, but I do miss just Texas. And they have great food, good people. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Uh, I'm drinking Shock Top, which is, funny enough, the national beer of California. Yes. I'm lying. Totally. Right. But, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if it Might is, well uh, yeah, it should be, honestly. Might, might, yeah. But, no, you uh, know what yeah. should be the national beer of of, uh, of California? 805. 805. That is, that is a solid beer. No, I was going to say that the Croix. <laughs> White people love the Croix. I never got it. It doesn't um, have any flavor. It's like if uh, you took a White Claw and made it even shittier than it already is. That's what, that's what Croix. Just yeah. just wanted to point out between the time we started recording and now, I'm already on, I've already opened two beers. Uh, so I started. <laughs> that's a lot I, of noises. Uh, yeah, I started with New Bohemian uh, Brewing Company. Um, like Jared, but it was cold. Capitola Kolsch <laughs> California Cream Ale. Ew. And now I'm drinking another California. Now I'm drinking another California classic, Stone yeah. IPA. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. The first one had too many words, man. Yeah, should have lost me a cream ale. I'm not drinking anything called that. You know, uh, it's, it was actually. <laughs> I was actually really surprised. It was pretty damn good. Oh, that's good. I didn't find other beers in California besides Shock Top. Like, I know there's other beers, but I just Did, need to, like... You, you I'll, live I'll in the land of... Links. You live I'll in the land of El Segundo Brewing that makes the beer that Stone Cold Steve Austin proudly puts his name on, which I only have oh. six left, so... It must I, be good, then. You know, I think they're. I think I can find it in Texas now, so I'm going to be on that uh, hunt uh, curbside pickup. I'll see if I can get it over here. Uh, okay. Uh, Avery, what are you drinking? Are you eating, feasting? Well, well, you know, the funny thing is, as a DD, I don't drink. But um, thanks to the movie... Thanks to the movie that we watched today, I should have been drunk through the whole damn thing. True, uh, true. Because, uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, today we are covering a movie... That Brad suggested, and as the first horror movie of Oktoberfest. Yes. Oh, oh man, we have feelings. It was horribly bad. Abomination, but we, yes. But before we get into this movie, this is your spoiler warning. Everything we say from this point forward concerning this movie will be a complete and utter spoiler. So if you have not watched the film we are about to discuss before we get to this point, stop the podcast. Go watch this shitty film and then come back and listen to us give it these hands. I can find it for free online. I swear to God, you can put this at two times speed and you like would still feel like you wasted all of that time. True. I felt if I watched it at two times speed, it would feel like the visions of like like a dying serial killer that is also just like 
<laughs> He's trying to confess something to you, but you don't know exactly what it is until you so, see it too late. So, uh, Avery, what's the what's the quick rundown of the oh, film? Oh, man. All right, so this week, Ooh, the wait, Bruce... Wait, wait. Our sponsors? Oh, oh yes! Oh, yeah, we can... Oh. We can I was going to say we can do it now. Thank, we can thank do it later. You. Thank you. Damn it. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of dolphin noises in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna think I'm fucking. Free I, I feel like I feel like you should change your Skype name to Buddy Hollywood, so that when we look at the screen, we're like, yes. That'll probably just be my new background. It'll just be Buddy Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what lovely sponsors do we have today, Mr. Chris? Oh, Brad, I'm glad you asked because uh, first off, if you would love the sponsor of this podcast and think we're just some great fine standing uh, individuals. Feel free to shoot us an email at I don't even know our email address because I'm a crappy employee. <laughs> but email the pod, say what you do, and how would you like to sponsor us, and we will work out the details from there. But in the meantime, we don't have sponsors. But if we did, here's what I'd like to sponsor us. First off would be Strickland Propane for all your propane accessories. Mm, blaze it. Because, I mean, folks have... You know, that nice, clean-burning, fuel-efficient propane. I mean, taste the meat, not the heat. Come on. Big Texas energy. Mm -hmm. Second would be uh, Celebrity Deathmatch by MTV because... Oh, yes. I mean, who doesn't want to see Jennifer Lopez and Britney Spears like beat the shit out of each other in clay action figures? God damn, I missed that show. <laughs> Anyways, Brett, back to you. Well, actually, guys, be before we head off, there actually is a third sponsor for this week, and I am proud oh, to. I'm proud oh, to bring. Are they actually, actually paying us? I'm actually proud to bring this sponsor this week. Um, this week, our this this week, our third sponsor is actually another podcast. It'd be the sister podcast of the Brews and Reviews podcast, and this mm -hmm. podcast is known as Bit Blissfully Aware. This podcast is a podcast for everything that you never knew you wanted to know about. Do you know what the Omegaverse is? Any of you? Nope. Oh, that is a rhetorical it? question. Oh, nope, it's an actual last question because I didn't know what the hell that was before Tuesday. Are we in it? Is it us? <laughs> that would make, make sense. sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense. I'm telling you, nothing was the same since Naruto ended, so. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about cancel culture and how it affects literature writers? Actually, yes. Yes. Yeah, I never thought about that shit until Tuesday. These are the types of questions that are posed in the Blissfully Aware podcast that the Bruise and Reviews podcast is very proud to be associated with. So please, on the Anchor app, once you look us up, once you listen to us, please go over, favorite the Blissfully, the Blissfully Aware podcast, give them some love. They are friends, and we'd love for you to give them a shout out. So, now that our wonderful sponsors have been dealt with, the bills have been paid. Uh, what bills? We don't have bills. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we do. Negro, who are you talking to? I've got some bills. Not bills for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, outside of this podcast, I got the bills, but I mean, inside this podcast realm, what bills? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Well, um... Let's put let's put it this way. If there were any bills that were paid to make the movie that we were about to review, um, those those businesses are now out of business because this week the Bruise Reviews dudes are covering the 2006. I believe it went straight to public access cable. Abominable. 
not even the good public access channels. I mean, we're talking like that really shitty one that that dude set up in his mom's basement. Yeah. And when we say this movie is abominable, it really lives up to its fucking name. Because in this movie, after recovering from a horrific incident, paraplegic Preston Rogers, played by Matt watched Coy, the movie. <laughs> moves back into the remote cabin where he and his now deceased wife once lived, when one of his new neighbors, Karen, played by Ashley Hartman, is attacked by a gigantic ape-like beast. Rogers contacts the local authorities, but after the police and even his personal nurse, his personal nurse Otis Wilhelm, Christian Tinsley dismiss Rogers as a delusional widower. He sets out to stop the abominable creature once and for all. And fuck, I wish they would have stopped this movie once and for all. <laughs> okay. By the way, that intro is the longest five minutes I've ever sat through. Did anyone okay. die? Just a deer, right? And possibly and, the dog? Oh, yeah, that was the saddest death in the whole film. Yeah, they killed yeah. Mark, all I, wanted, I just wanted the dog to live. That's all I wanted. True, okay. that was a great dog. How, how, how did, like, I have feelings on this movie. I have a lot of feelings. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so, interested. Uh, if we want to go in succession of like a brief succession, like they they first off they killed the fucking dog. I mean, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, that was his first cinema sin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Second uh, off, I mean. Bing. Second off, like they're in the thing and the convenience store thing, gas station, whatever. They mentioned the incident that happened, and once again, like. They never really flat out said what the incident was. It was just the incident, like, you know, the incident, Chris. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it happened at the end of the film. He explains what happens. Him and yeah, he does. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That's bullshit, Brad. Because we talk about it in what? The maybe first 10 minutes of the movie. We don't hear about it until I shit you not 15 minutes before the movie ends. That that is true. But I'm just pointing out. He said he said they never Maybe mentioned was in it the again. courtroom for a minute. Your Honor, I fucking object. Put it on the fucking stand. <laughs> okay, so you also have a dude that's is on an oxygen tank, still smoking, and about halfway through, it's like, I hope the guy he blows up. But you know what? Oh, that. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh. I, I thought that was actually interesting because they, they had that whole little conversation about the Darwin Awards. While we have a dude here with a, on a fucking oxygen tank smoking a cigarette. And this is coming, like, and this is me. My mother was on oxygen and smoked with it. And yes. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, if you look at this movie as like an ironic movie, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. About halfway through, I was I was like rooting for Sasquatch to just kill everybody. Just do it. Just put them <laughs> out of their misery. That was all right. So so I just need to explain how I saw this film for the first time. So um, my old roommate was obsessed with Sasquatch to Sasquatch. the point where he he actually made a website about Sasquatch, and it was yeah. just weird. Brad, there's a whole there's stuff. a whole podcast dedicated oh to this yeah no Sasquatch i know Chronicles. this is this is also like circa 2007 so. also don't don't listen to that while you're going camping alone because i psyched myself out one time true story <laughs> yeah. um so we were in walmart and we were just digging through the you know the five dollar dvd bin you spent five dollars on this bullshit? no that was in there and it had a sticker on it, and it was you got that one, and whatever other ones had the sticker on it, it was three for five dollars. Oh my god! 
That's what it deserves. <laughs> so uh, I got three. Uh, they should have paid you to, buy, to grab that damn movie because yeah. holy so, shit. What else did you get? Two girls, one cup? <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is for free on the internet. Um, <laughs> do, do, do not look that up. Anybody who has not seen it, do not. Do not put that in Google. Do not put that in Bing. Don't do not. <laughs> I, think dog, I think you can still look it up on Dogpile. Is Dogpile still a thing? I think it's still up and running. I am this very is, concerned. I don't know what Dogpile is, so now I know how we all felt when they talked about the incident, and you guys are just like, <laughs> is Dogpile still around? I don't know. It just, might just be. It was a search engine back in the day before Google. I think it was, it was like, what, circ, uh, I want to say like 97 through 98 or something like that? No, it was using it in like the 2000s, using it like the early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. But anyways... So I um I have actually seen this movie more times than I'm willing to admit. Which is uh over ten. Okay. Why? Yeah, just, just give us an over and under. Wait, 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 Bradley, you gave this movie approximately twenty hours of your life. <laughs> Typically to uh torture Friends and girlfriends, but yes, I have. Oh, this is a joke film. Like, like when you go to like a party and someone gifts them like a dildo in front of their friends, and it's like, <laughs> like a joke gift. Wait, this is hold a joke on, film. hold on. I'm. You know what? No, I'm gonna save what I need to say for a different episode. Oh no. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll wait till we review a college film, and I'll get into it. Oh, but no. um. Yeah, so I've I've seen this 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 movie several times, and every time I watch it, I just am like, "This is so bad," <laughs> but you can't look away. It's like a train wreck. Yes, you know, or or even better, buddy, you and me, we both live in the beautiful state, California. California, yeah, yeah, we make shitty movies all the time. Um, <laughs> have you ever been down the one hundred and one, and there was a car wreck? Yes, and there shouldn't be this much traffic, but it's because everyone stops. Everyone stops, <laughs> and you're yeah. waiting for the next car wreck to happen because of the stopping. That's right. what this film is. Yes, a compounding series of car crashes. <laughs> Ironically, they do kill him with a, or they try to kill him with a truck. With a you know, 19, what, you know what would have been with cool? a 1989 Chevy station wagon rear wheel drive. That is impressive. Uh, it, I think it would have been a little bit better if they, um, like, his body was still there. And you're like, oh, okay. I, I expected him to be gone. Like in the movie, he was gone because, of course. But like, like, oh, he's actually dead. And then like the cops come out, and then all the eyes show up in the back. I think that would have been cooler because then it would have at least been a little bit of like, oh, they actually killed it. They actually committed to something in this film. And then, gosh, what's my? Okay, does anyone have a favorite part? Sorry, sorry. Does anyone have a favorite part that doesn't include tits? <laughs> <laughs> you got I actually, me there. I, I, <laughs> I have to I actually, that in the bud I, real quick. I, I, I actually, I actually do. I actually do. Um, what? And, and let me preface this by saying I knew the tits part was coming because the, the, the more I was watching this movie, I'm just like, this feels like a Roger fucking Corman film. And if you don't know who Roger Corman is, he made the the that was it the I think it was the Slumber Party movies, which were all the movies were like the Slumber Party killer, like the Driller killer. He made Chopping Mall, and he made a bunch of tits I and love gore Chopping films. Mall. He made a bunch of tits and gore films, and it was like a standard. If he produced your film, you had to have 
you had to have nudity in it, and that's what this yeah. and, and that's what this felt like. And so I knew that was coming. But my my favorite part of the movie times too. My my favorite part of the movie actually was uh, the scene where the um, where the the yeti, the scratch, scratch, the abominable snowman, whatever the hell you want to call it, yanks the girl through the floor. Because it was because I was just like, okay, how's he gonna do this? And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, he's gonna rip her through the floor. How the hell is that gonna happen? Because he's gonna need to grow like seven damn feet in order to reach the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) and punch through it. It's just like it didn't make sense. It was just like somebody's like, huh, that sounds good. Let me do it. Now, the, my favorite part was uh, the shower scene where she's going up to the mirror and like uh, getting the getting like the what's it called condensation off the window yeah. and Sasquatch fucking pulls his hands in there and like bangs her against the wall and just rips her out and you see her whole body bend back. Oh yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I'm I like, will that say that happen. even though this is a really shitty film, we have to acknowledge that they had really really good death scenes in it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. They, they were creative. I, I also liked how, like, when she got out of the shower, she, like, so first off, the first instinct was, oh, I'm cold. And she wraps the towel around her waist, like, not around her chest. She's like, oh, I'm freezing. Oh, I'm just going to put it around my legs. Then she just says, <laughs> like, of course you're cold. You showered with the window open. Both of them almost. Okay, hold on, hold on. But before we move on that point, I actually made a point, and I, I talked to my wife about this because I was so mad. And I want, I want Brad and half of Chris to explain this to me, because Buddy wait, and I. Wait, half. Wait, wait, half. Uh, you're, oh, you're, this you're, is a white thing, right? Yeah, yeah, this, okay. this is a white thing. Because <laughs> Buddy and I will never understand this. Now, the two of you, please explain to me. Why do white people stand in front of windows in horror films like, oh no, the monster's outside. Let me stand in front of this door with this big ass window. <laughs> Um, all right, so I do have an answer to that. I, I don't because, because uh, my Asian side, my minority side kicks and be like, fuck that shit. Oh, my minority side kicks in and says, fuck that shit too. But I have, where's your girlfriend? Let's ask her. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> it is, it is, it is simply because, um, white people, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the answer, white people. Um, no, uh, you know, it's like you just you, you know, it's he had a good run. You were able to get like low financing at the bank. I mean, I mean, it's, I just think about it because I, I know watching watching those scenes because it happened twice here. Fucking twice, and it made me think about like the scene in Jason Five, Friday Thirteenth Five, where the girl goes over to the window. Jason pops up from underneath the window, which is like on the second story, and yanks her through the window. And I remember watching this with my friends in college because not only did she get yanked through the window, she leaves her shoes. So, <laughs> so, so while we're watching it, my friend, we're watching. He's like three, two, one. He's like, and you, because <laughs> she threw her parents out the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, my friend was like, don't forget shoes. Like, Jason straight up kicked her out of her shoe. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan. Which one was that? No, that was, uh, this was the Jason one where, um, where it's not actually Jason as the killer. It is the one where Jason has, where the Jason has the, the, I can't. Rem- I can't remember the the sack. His sack. You know why, why don't Why don't we save this for when we review that film? 
Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, yeah, I, I had to make I had to make the point because I truly don't understand it, and you know, it's it's not meant to be a, a racial stereotype. It's not meant to be a knock, but it's, it's but it's. It's a it's a scream queen stereotype. Yeah, and they, you know that that's the unfortunate thing about it is that this movie relies way too much on established tropes because I was able to call everything that was going to happen. Like I said, I called the nudity scene. I called the I called the scene through the floor. I called the window scenes. Like hell, I called I called the death. Even though that that was hella like like the face chop. That was that was Ooh, nice. That was oh nice. yeah. So, I, so I also I also want to point out I'm gonna give mad props to the costume and makeup designer who was one of the makeup guys was actually in the film as the uh, orderly the uh, I forget his name Otis Otis was actually one of the makeup guys um, and he did a phenomenal job. Uh, I don't know his real name, but, you know, whatever. But uh, my favorite part of the film, to be honest, was when the three idiots went into the woods to hunt Sasquatch. Or <laughs> <laughs> Lance Hinkerson. <laughs> because I just thought, like, as I was watching it, I'm just like, you know these motherfuckers are going to die. You know they're going to die. <laughs> but the way that they are just so idiotic about it, and then the end where he's like, all right, you win. I'm just going to leave and I'll forget about this. And it's like, God. it was just, it was really entertaining to me. And I just really like that scene. Oh, the makeup person's name is, Ot- is uh, uh, Christian Tinsley. He played Otis Wilhelm. Yes. I see that. That makes sense. This 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 movie, I you know, I took you know, as we do with every film, I, I take notes, and I didn't take all that many notes for this film just because I was sitting there thinking, not much thought went into this film. And, <laughs> and I'm not. Well, here's what bothered me about this film most of all. So this film was shot in 2006. I swear, I thought it was shot in like '87. Dude, so, so actually. So actually, uh, so I'm not like defending dude, the film. Dude, I've seen oh, porn that has better quality than that. No. <laughs> uh, me too. Um, Which one? <laughs> Which one? Uh, we, can uh, get it. we can go through. We pirates. can go through a list. Do you ever hear a playmate of the apes? I mean, <laughs> y'all, church is tomorrow. <laughs> it is free. Um, <laughs> No, but it's, it's uh, all online now, though, uh, right so, next to the internet porn website. So the the I actually got a lot of insight into this movie because uh, the DVD I had um, has the director's commentary, mm. um, which is really honestly when I was watching it with the director's commentary, it makes it like totally different for me. So um, he was trying to give props to um, Alfred Hitchcock. One of his films, I can't remember the name of the movie, uh, where there's a guy in a wheelchair and all he can do is sit at a window and observe and like he sees a murder take place. Oh, it's a rear window. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, that was a film Shia LaBeouf was in. Um, Shia LaBeouf wasn't even sperm at that point, motherfucker. I don't know what you're talking Disturbia, about. Disturbia, I believe that was the <laughs> oh It was God. Disturbia. It was Disturbia, um, yes. And then they also were, uh, the director was talking about how... Um, he was really upset that a lot of horror movies rely so much on CG. He wanted everything to be practical, including the monster. So he wanted mm. a tall guy in a suit. Um, so from that perspective, I totally appreciate it. 
does that excuse the film? Not not entirely, but you know, just yeah, a little bit of a little bit of thought. I, I think it goes back. You work what you can get your hands on. Unfortunately, uh, as we know now, technology even what I guess about fifteen some odd years ago now, like like there's more power on my iPhone than there is than what he probably worked with. Yeah, that's a good point. There's more power on your iPhone than what NASA used for landing on the moon. Allegedly. Here's the thing for me, and, and I think, you know, while it is a good point to say that, you know, they, they worked with what they had at the time, I think efforts could have been made to minimize the shoddy worksmanship of it all, because one, you take a look at the suit. The suit looks like shit. I'm sorry, it looks like shit. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are times that it, it looks great and it looks menacing, but it, it doesn't. And then I had, to, I, I lost my mind and came out of the illusion that I was in this world when they, they kept panning over to the trees, which you can quite clearly see are fake ass trees and Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You quite clearly can see what they are, and I'm just sitting here thinking. Y'all didn't even try. <laughs> so they, so oh, somebody was shit. So, so, to that shout, shout out to that Nokia phone when uh, the first scene when Karen dropped her phone, like the oh, sheen, the screen didn't shatter. Like that phone man, is you remember still those? working. I, I bet it is. Speaking of Karen, did y'all, y'all, did y'all, did y'all catch that all the shit popped off because of course Karen was the first one to call some shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> That was the real issue here. Because like, I'm just sitting here, everybody's saying, Karen, get off your phone. Karen, get off your phone. And she's like, no, I'm going to be on my phone because that's what I want to do. I have rights. This is America. And being on her phone got her ass eaten by a Sasquatch. You know, I was surprised that she was still alive when he found her in, like, the, the pit. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Did he too. just leave after that? He tried to. Oh, I, th- I thought he just, like, walked right. out and then joined so them for a smoke outside. Saying- no, he, he did. Saying, yeah. I'm going to go get you help. And then Sasquatch drug her in further into the cave. And then he was like, fuck this shit. I'm Which, back. let's be real, all of us would have done the same thing as soon as we saw a bleeding body. She yeah, wouldn't have I had to talk. Left. We would have hauled ass. Oh, oh, yeah. No, and, you know, that's the thing. I, you know, I talked to my wife about it because I had to keep stopping this movie because I was just overwhelmed by how bad it was. Um, <laughs> so I, I would go You're and talk go to, to my... sleep tonight. <laughs> I, would, I, I think go... I took a nap and during this movie woke I, up I, and I didn't, I felt like I didn't miss anything. I'm not going to lie. I almost fell asleep. I walked out and talked to my wife. And I was like, please explain to me why the one minority character in the movie <laughs> the one minority character in the movie is the Asian girl. And what's her first instinct when things pop off? Bitch, let's leave. Like, she was ready her, to go. She was ready to leave her friend there. She was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, what happened to their car? They didn't really. Oh, it didn't get like, tossed. It, it, tossed, it got tossed at one point, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when the Asian girl, uh, coincidentally enough, tried to leave. <laughs> <laughs> So it this this movie had I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clearly shit on the film because for all the things that this movie did wrong, which was oh, it was a lot. Oh before uh, you get into the good thing, there's one thing I wanna point out at the very end. Mm. They're both okay. on the stretcher and then um what's the blonde's name? Amanda? Uh 
Or was yeah, it yeah, yes. I think Let's just like go with that. Like that. Yeah, sure. It's a white name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when they're both on the stretcher, she's like, I got to tell you something. And then they roll her off and we never hear what that something is. Like, yes. I'm emotionally invested now after watching like an hour and a half of this shitty movie. I at least deserve to know. Yeah, what do you I think she was gonna say. Do we, you I know, mean, and uh, in all honesty, that part of the film never the, like uh, again. We're as we're shitting on the film. That's the one part of the film that doesn't fit right. Like it does not. <laughs> what it's like. The rest of it is at least a shitty puzzle that is kind of working together, and that's like a fucking eight ball that you dropped uh, on the puzzle. See, see, I don't even get that because once we start hitting towards you know the, the once we start hitting towards the end of the film. All of a sudden, this dude who has spent the entire movie looking through binoculars, looking through a window, banging things out, you know, typing on a computer, all of a sudden becomes the paraplegic fucking MacGyver. Like, MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and all of a sudden he's like, all right, this, we're going to make this trap and set it by the door. Here, you take this. We're going to make a bomb. And it was like, what, what are you doing? What? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, I, I do. Himself. I, I will say uh, also with the, the end scene. Or the ending, you know, act, the last yeah. act of the film. The one main problem that I really had with the last act is it's like... It existed. They were on a laptop, but when the power was cut, it stopped working. Oof. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. They were on a laptop, but when the power was cut, it stopped working. And unless that's Adele, that should not be happening. That happened with my Dell years ago. I feel this pain. But I think it was a Mac with all things, so it should have worked. Yeah. By the exactly. way, I'll be back. I need another beverage. Okay. I'll add in the shotgun sound here. Man, it's, you. you know, it's... Like, like I said, for all the horrible things in this movie, I, I wrote down two of the smartest things said in this movie. One was said by the aging girl, which I believe her name was CJ. Who literally says, "Let's just leave." Was, <laughs> was she the that, one taken through the floor? No, she was the one who was in the truck who got flipped. She got oh, out of right. and then he stomped her and caused her to squish like a bug. Oh, um, yeah. So that was one of the smartest things said in this movie, which was "Let's just leave." The second one was, and I thought it was a great little comedic beat, and it, it basically showed that. This wasn't going to be what we thought it was, where, you know, yeah, Preston goes over and grabs the knife. He looks at the knife. He's like, nah, we're going to need a bigger knife. <laughs> like, I choke on my drink when I, yeah. when I saw that. <laughs> like, also, also um, I, I kind of want to give uh, a little bit of props to Otis, the, the character of Otis, because yeah. he's a piece of shit this whole fucking film. Right. I love how Preston gets rid of him, though. Like, you know, like he yeah, pulls up. That was a good, good bit. Yeah. I love how he out of nowhere redeems himself before you know, he gets my his fucking, <laughs> before what? he gets his fucking head cut, like bitten in half. But you know, I, I think he tried. I think they tried to give him a little redemption because that he, he does take the access Sasquatch. Like where right. obviously he's seeing what's going on. So he's trying to save the girl. He's trying to save Preston as well. And then of course his face gets bitten into like a frozen jawbreaker. Uh, yeah. Look, he wasn't going to work for free. So if I'm gonna, if I'm in and honestly, movie, I'm in his, his death, in my opinion, is one of the most creative deaths when you come to makeup and like originality for a, a horror film. I yeah. I thought it was really a cool fucking death. 
Yeah, that, that was actually that little sequence was my favorite part because he, like you said, he redeemed himself. I, for the first time in like an hour and twenty minutes, I felt something. And I was like, oh, oh, this is nice. Not yeah. he doesn't have to like be convinced it's real anymore. He skipped that and was like, I'm gonna take this axe and I'm gonna bury it in his back. Oh, sure, I got flow. That's sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like for me, that was one of my favorite parts. And then, then he gets eaten, and like you know, he saves a girl, redeems himself. Um, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, one of my favorite parts. You know, yeah. throughout the whole movie, though, while while there was a great redemption, I I have to I have to just make this point: the acting in this movie was horrible, fucking horrible. And it, it wasn't it wasn't. Like, we're attempting to be bad. No, no. This acting was so bad, it reminded me of a super long, really bad Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, like, that, that's honestly, that's, that's, what, that's what the whole movie felt like. Just one really yes. long Tales from the Crypt episode. Like, yes. Like, I, I feel like there were a few points where, like, the acting was, was acceptable. I but think I the agree only with you decent the- one is Otis, because you really believed he was a dick? Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, like there were a few points where it's acceptable, but the movie as a whole is just like, God fucking damn it. And I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to fucking rag on these actors, like in any way. But they, they put in a they put an effort. They yeah. did. But like they do what they could without a script. Yeah. I mean and the, th- the thing is, you know, the girl who played Tiffany, she was the, the young lady who got, you know, broke it, literally had her back broken in the bathroom, <laughs> getting yanked through a window. She, I mean, she, she's made a career out of being in these low budget, um, I wouldn't even call them C-grade horror films, but that's, that's where she's made her career because she loves doing horror films and kudos to her. She's out there making her money and acting in a genre that she loves. Yeah. Has she probably had to do her fair share of nudity because of it? It's probably like she's naked in every film she's in, but that's her decision and that's her choice. The, yeah. the, the issue that I had with this film is it seems like you had actors who were willing to go above and beyond and you gave them an absolutely shit script to work with and it, and it, and it wasn't like you even tried to do any sort of script doctrine along the way yeah I, I, I feel probably sorry go no, ahead no no, no no go ahead okay uh, I was just gonna say I want I feel like now that I know that the director was really inspired by rear window and it's like you know a guy that's basically stuck in his house watching this terrible thing unfold from his window, it makes a lot more sense why this movie is the way it is because it's it feels like it's struggling to keep him in that house the whole time. And it feels, you know he wants to leave. The smart thing for him to do would be to just see if he can get out the house, get to those girls and communicate with them somehow that there's an issue. But I, I think from a creative standpoint, I understand when you're, when you're making an homage to a film that you really like and you really enjoy, you want to stick within that boundary or within that um, the parameters and limiters that you set yourself. So yeah, I, I feel like that's what he was doing, and I, I think it turned into a detriment for the film because I, I think if I was writing this, I think the monster would have gotten in his house at like page thirty or forty, and then he would have had to go to their house, which is just across the street. Or you flip it and it gets in early and just let's see that monster early. Let's let's not be confined to this house the whole time because then because they just got repetitive. Like I, I thought about taking a drink every time he was shouting something out the window because I was like, wait, 
we're here. He's doing it again. Again. Yeah, yeah. And oh, like, well, my, dude, my girlfriend's <laughs> roommate, my girlfriend's roommate said it should be a drinking game for every time you catch a glimpse of Sasquatch. Yeah. You take a drink. Sasquatch. Um, I and feel that ending like, scene will fuck you up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. One, two, three, eight, 25. Yeah. Bottoms up. <laughs> um, I feel like this film actually could have been pretty good. If they would have like actually put gone, some thought in writing it, if they would have gone through and done continuous edits on it, yes, even like taking feedback from the actors that they wanted in the film, and like maybe getting another two or three writers to help out. Uh, but I don't think that this film really was destroyed by the idea of the director for paying homage to Alfred Hitchcock and for wanting to do a um, film where there wasn't CGI. No, I think that was the smartest move. For me, it's not the premise of it. It's the fact that everything inside said premise was so terribly thought out so I get distracted from the point of the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say I agree with Chris because I think the premise in itself is actually a pretty good premise. You know, that this guy essentially attempting to save people from a completely different house. You know, that Disturbia, that what would you say, Rear Window? Yeah, Rear uh, Window. So that, that same premise, I actually really like it, and I think it could work with a you know slasher in the house. Only this person sees it and is trying to warn these people type of situation. Yeah. But as Chris is saying, I think because it seems, and we could be completely wrong here, it just seems so lackluster. It seems like there was no effort. It seems like that there was so little thought put into the processes and the writing and the actual production that it took a great potential concept and completely shit it down the toilet. Yeah. Hey, yeah. buddy, you know what that means, right, buddy? I got to. I have to do the reboot. Yeah, you got to do the reboot. I'm already thinking. I got a question for y'all. Do you think this would have been better if it was self-aware? Oh yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like that whole window sequence, or I, like that okay. was hilarious. So I feel like it's kind of like a double-edged sword when you kind of throw in the self-aware thing. Like, certain aspects of it would be better, but, like, then you have so many more... <clears throat> they would add in a lot more tropes, as, you know, and it would it might ruin it more. more. Okay. I okay. mean... All right, but let me, let me pose this question to you, adding on to what Chris was saying. So imagine if we say, if you put... Tucker and Dale in this situation. Ooh. Oh. Like, if you had... I see it. Yeah, I don't think I there's enough PBRs for them to get through it, man. <laughs> like, if you put Tucker and Dale in that situation, you could make it a very self-aware film because, I mean, while they don't know it's a movie, they're, they're clearly outsiders on this situation, and it is in their nature to try to save these kids because that's what we saw in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. And so I think they could have done the same thing here with Preston and made it tongue-in-cheek, very self-aware, with Preston trying to save these kids. And basically, he could have been, you know, hey, get out of the house, get out of the house. What are you saying? Get away from the window, get away from the window. Girl, get shaking out the window. Damn, I told you get away from the window. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> it, yeah, making it more of a horror told comedy. You naked ass. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, honestly, like, looking at this film in the in the guise of comedy it it worked yeah yeah 
it, it, it really did. They had amped up the more comedic elements of it and made the film, you know, very tongue-in-cheek, self-aware of what it is. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a B-grade film. I think you could have actually had something that worked with the budget that they had, but instead they, they played it completely fucking serious. <laughs> completely. And... Yeah. But I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to completely shit on the film because I actually did like the way that they tried to kill the Sasquatch at the end with you know oh, cool. the, the car with the axe still buried in his back and the car slamming into him and mit- making him the axe literally go through his sternum from the yeah. back. I thought that, that was, was cool and the car is still ramming him. I thought, I, that was I really thought it was cool. Oh yeah, and he like stuck the accelerator in climb yeah. style. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. And smart. they like. They again. This movie has great death scenes. They do. They, you can see. You can see where the creativity went. Yeah. I think there are just some missed opportunities because, like, logically speaking, that when they ram Sasquatch up against a tree, the car is. If he if Sasquatch escapes, the car is not going to be near the tree. It's going to be somewhere else. Well, no, but he did jam the accelerator. So if some Sasquatch came by, because you know, spoiler alert, because you know this is the entire point of this fucking podcast. There are multiple Sasquatch at the end of the film. No, what I'm saying is like if they even just threw the damn thing to unlodge him, the car would be flipped over. Or but they could have just picked it up enough to get him out. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, are you talking about there how were like you know fucking eighteen of them. Oh yeah, we could have flipped I, the car over himself too. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I think if they're going to present that, at least do something with the car. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so then I have a question. I got an answer. What do you guys? <laughs> how do you guys feel about a the monster being a guy in a suit as opposed to CGI when it comes to modern Hollywood? I work for Chewbacca. Yeah, I, I have to go with that. Where I, I prefer seeing someone in a well-done, well-made suit. I work like, for yeah. the dude off Spaceballs. Yeah, and that's why Jurassic Park still holds up. Like, you know why Jurassic Park holds up? That fucking car scene where he comes out and stomps on it. You know that movie is so expensive? Because they built an actual dinosaur. Not like genetically, yeah. but you know, a giant robotic you don't know dinosaur. That. And you know, you when, know we, when we do Jurassic <laughs> Park, you know, in sure. some time... Dude, what do you mean? We could just have to wait another month. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, there's uh, there are some redeeming qualities of this film. Uh, but the other thing that I do kind of want to point out, because we were talking about the guy in the suit, and you were saying, you know, if it was done better, I agree. Yes. You know, if they could have um, made it, like, a better suit... It would have been amazing, but there are a few points in the film where you get glimpses of the suit or like glimpses of him biting down and they look amazing. Like when he kills the three hunters in the woods. Oh, yeah. And the very last one where he chomps down and Mm. you just see his open mouth. That is such a good like I was convinced at that point, like this is Sasquatch. But for the rest of the movie you're not really getting the Sasquatch vibe from him. Uh, it's just, again, it looks like a guy in a costume. You know, we know where they spent the money and it wasn't lighting. <laughs> it's it, 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 
it wasn't lighting, it wasn't music that that faux ass hip hop they tried to use through the entire film, like oh, synthesizer hip hop. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and and let's face it, it certainly fucking wasn't in internet browsers because I have no idea what they were using to look shit up. But I'm positive that shit doesn't exist anymore. True. No. No, period. Has anyone ever emailed the police? Is that like a thing you can do? Like an emergency know. email hotline? I know Leave you can that text in the, the police. Below. What? Leave that in the comments below. Yes, let us know. Yeah, I know you can text the police. But yeah, I'm not sure if that's... email the police. Yeah, let yeah. Us know. Now, with that being said, uh, let's go into some deliberation. Avery? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> Avery's Ooh. like, I'm about to break sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> you Don't know, worry, we helped you. Sitting through an hour and 31 minutes of this film, I uh, I contemplated drinking more in that time period than I have in my entire life. That movie is so bad and so... such a bungling of a potentially good concept that that there is no level of sobriety that can be had while watching this film to make it enjoyable. Um, I only give it a small grace because there are some bits that are potentially very good and could, could have done well. And there are some very unique kills. But to me, this film is a 4.5. Um, and just as a quick reminder before we head on, our scale is different. One is great, five is horrible. It means you need to be completely shit-faced at a 4.5. You better be damn well drunk to watch this film. That's just me. That's fair. So, so for, oh, we can now, but for it's like four us. beers and a shot, that's like yeah. the point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. you know, we can get into the <laughs> deliberation on that later. But uh, for me, for me, um, watching this film again, I've seen it like over 10 times. I'm in the double digits of viewing this film. Um, and I want to go off of what I viewed this time, especially like, you know, we're kind of like going through the film, analyzing it, figuring it out. Um, I'm going to go with a four beer review because it is definitely not the worst fucking film I've ever seen. It's up there, but it's pretty far fucking up there. And again, like Avery said, with some of the kills, the creative ways they did that. I'm going to go with four on that. Uh, uh, cool. So I will, I will also go on 4.5. Um, yeah. It, as much as we shit on the film, we did also have enough conversation about what was your favorite part. We did have we had constructive criticism. And then we also just had regular feedback where we uh, said, you know what? I appreciate this. I appreciate the kills. I appreciate the ending. I thought that was smart because it's usually only one Sasquatch in one of these films. And, um, but that was great. Um, yeah, so uh, I will go with a 4.5. For me, it had its moments. There's a, there are some great points in the film I thought were really well done. And there's a whole bunch of like just missed opportunities as far as like logic's concerned for me watching this. Uh, if I had a choice, I wouldn't watch this movie, but if I had to <laughs> give it a review, I'd give it a four and a half. You know, so I'm going to just for the grace of everything, y'all three gave it a 4.5. I think the majority should rule when it comes to our um, 
our scores. So I'm going to say overall, the Bruise Room Reviews, guys, we should be giving this a 4.5 overall. Wait, we can't can't actually do math for this? I'm not going to sit there and do math for this shit. Fine, I'll do it. I'm I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Oh, my God, Chris. Wait. Chris, why why are you being being the stereotype? Why? Why Okay, if we're, rounding up, it's, if we're rounding up, it's 4.4. <laughs> All right, 4. so the 4.75. So oh, I thought Brad was just raising his score to 4.5. No, no, I'm giving it overall because I'm oh. going to give it a majority rule. Because oh, yeah, three of y'all, yeah. Three of y'all gave it a 4.5. I gave it a 4. I'm going to yeah. go with a 4.5. Okay, so 4.4. <laughs> That's, um, was it four drinks and like, I don't know, a I, lip around the bottle? Chug some whiskey for this shit. Yeah. All right. Well, edible. Well, edible you took three minutes ago. I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. The brews and reviews dudes give abominable uh, 4.4, which is equivalent of four beers and uh, beaming edible you took three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it might be hitting. You're not sure if it's hit or if it's just the drinks. <laughs> you might be crossfaded at this point. We'll find out later. <laughs> I but, would you know, say leave it in the comments below, but you might want to wait till the next morning. <laughs> Give it an hour. <laughs> now, now that we're nice and drunk and possibly crossfaded after sitting through that film, uh, guys, realistically, what what are you guys what are you guys geeking on? What's going on outside your lives outside of these films? What's up, man? Been so busy, <laughs> so fucking busy. Uh, just a lot of writing. Got some projects in the works. I have some stuff going around town. And um, let's see, am I doing anything like fun? I, I got into Japan Sinks. Uh, I texted you about it earlier, Avery. Uh, it's good. I, I watched that. I haven't finished it, but it's really good so far. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys have some free time to check that out, that's great. Um, I just finished also Tales from the Loop, which is another series with my roommate. How was um, it? I, I only got past the first episode. It's good. I, I enjoyed it. He accurately described it as if Stranger Things had depression. Um, that's, that's a really good description of it. He's great at that shit. He's great at just metaphor and simile. Um, he once said John Travolta looks like a couch with a face on it. And I just... <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, he's just great at that. Avery just disappeared. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm on, just other TV shows and other movies. So, um, you know, and whatever free time I have. So, living. Chris, what about you, man? Uh, just kind of the same thing. Just watching a whole bunch of, like, stuff I kind of neglected. Like, I'm... I watched the first few episodes of the last season of Westworld, and I kind of stopped watching it Oof, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, there are many reasons. <laughs> well, uh, I'm only like two episodes. I only watched like two episodes, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, um, ordering some more guitar parts. I'm building out a bass guitar, so uh, about to drop some money on that. So there we that's go. Uh, Avery, you got anything? Uh, man, yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm so damn tired. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so tired. Same, bro. Same. Uh, Same, bro. You mean this excitement of a movie then wake your ass up? Man, I, I've i been so busy with, with work because unfortunately in my line of work, especially the, the business that I'm in, 
uh, Corona is making it very, very busy for us. So uh, it's a lot of, lot of, a lot of paperwork. I've been doing a lot of meetings. I spent about six hours in meetings on Friday, and about seven hours of meetings on Thursday, and about four That's hours of meetings big. on Wednesday. Are these Zoom um, meetings or like personal meetings? Like they're, in they're, person? They're they're all Zoom meetings, thankfully, because I don't want to get sick. You're just um, in L shape all day. Yeah, so I'm I'm exhausted. But so are um, you like wearing a suit with like sweatpants? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> pretty much, yes. Um, Big but yes. Piece of energy. But but when <laughs> but when <laughs> when I am not in meetings or completely drained by work, I've actually been uh, catching up on comics. So I've been going back and reading um, all the X Men Red, Blue, Gold stuff from the last like two years, and trying to catch up to everything that's sort of going on now. So that this kind of just been my thing. You know what's um, happening in the world of DC comic stuff that I uh, need to catch up on? Uh, was it uh, Joker War? Joker War started. Yeah, I haven't I haven't checked any of it out. I need to though. It is. Um, since I can't get my com- since I've been doing most of my comics online, I just get the app. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on it. Um, All right, Brad. What about you, man? All right, so like lately, you know. Oh, oh sh- before, shit, Brad! Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? What? We're out of time, dude. I, dude, dude! I actually just looked at the recording. Uh, we're out of time for the week. God damn it! No. Wait, I mean, I'm I so- got. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to drink through it. I'm just. Ne- 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 next week we got you. We got you. All right, guys. Time. That, that, no. that, that, that's our time for this week. Y'all suck. <laughs> Getting that's what you get for making us watch a shitty film. <laughs> hold on, oh, wait, God. wait, hold on. There. <laughs> Three beers right there. <laughs> well, uh... Impressive. For Bruce, for, now, now, now that we've sent Brad to uh, rehab, uh, for Bruce <laughs> Reviews, I'm Avery. I'm... <laughs> I'm drinking. Buddy Hollywood. (laughs) I'm dolphin noises. (laughs) And more work for Brad. (laughs) I'm drinking. (laughs) I'm Brad. Who's gonna be editing this shit? (laughs) Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Later. See y'all at the movies. Thank you for listening to this week's episodes of Brews and Reviews. As always, Brews and Reviews would like to thank you for tuning in. And if you liked what you just listened to, please subscribe to the podcast, give them a like, leave a review, comment on the episodes, and tell your friends about the cast as it really helps the algorithm get the show out there. If you want to follow the Brew Dudes on social media, check them out at the Brewcast Crew on Twitter and the Brews and Reviews Pod on Instagram, where they post information about current and upcoming episodes, and so that you never miss a second of their drunken adventures. The Brews and Reviews Podcast drops regular episodes the first and second Wednesdays of each month, as well as special deep cuts episodes once a month, and is available on every major streaming service, so be sure to check back for more inebriated mishaps. So until next episode, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye.